I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. And we coming from our basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode of the Podcastianos. I'm Jordan Hall and I'm joined, as always, by a man who hits four homers almost every night. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, how are you holding up? Um... My my emotions are fragile. Uh, I need comfort. I need comforting. Hold me, Hall. Well, it's been a been a rough week. Both, I mean, all the weeks on the field are rough at this point. But it's been a been a rough week off the diamond, of course. But we had quite a showing last night from a couple former Tigers that I feel like, I mean, they're not doing it for us, but they're still kind of lifting our spirits. Um, obviously, Robbie Ray struck out fourteen, but JD four homers in one game. Oh, I I miss that man. I miss him so much. Do you feel like he still belongs to you? Yes, I, I do. I feel like he's he's one of our players that's temporarily somewhere else. And I know that that's not the case. Yeah. It's almost like a, a soccer loan. Like he's he's spending the rest he's, of the year in Arizona so he can come back to us better off, you know, next year. Which I, I feel that get. way about Verlander, too. Yeah. Like, OK, do your thing for a couple of years. And then when we have some good players, you can come back and be the the Kenny Rogers for us. Which I wouldn't rule that out at all. I mean, it's if the money's right, I don't see why he wouldn't yeah. want to come back. It's it's just it's just warm nostalgia, fuzzy feelings. I think more than actual lucid thinking. Yeah, definitely. I ran I ran some numbers on JD. He's played, um, and by that I of course mean I looked at his stats. He's played right. four, forty games for the Diamondbacks, forty ribs, eighteen homers. Those are okay numbers. They should be very satisfied with their with their receipt of him. Yeah. Um, so have your have your wounds yeah, wounds healed yet since he's gone? Um, and do you think that uh, time is is the only thing that will eventually get us over losing him? Time heals all wounds. Uh, honestly, I haven't thought much about JD Martinez. Because we're hemorrhaging other amazing ball players, you know. When you lose Upton and Verlander on the on the same day, no, was it on the same, same day? day? Yes, same day. just before the end of the same day, uh, that kind of occupies your thoughts. So I haven't thought much about Justin Molson and um, 
and Alex Avila yet really either. But no, to be fair, those are not super memorable players. No disrespect. Right. But uh, so the four home run game, yes, made me wax nostalgic for our boy JD. We really resurrected his career. Avila uh, or Dombrowski, I don't know who it was, uh, retrieved him from the Astros scrap heap and made him something extraordinary. Yeah. yeah, Or he made himself something extraordinary. He did it in our presence. I think watching Miggy take batting practice is what made him extraordinary. Oh, you're you're that guy now. Yeah. (laughs) And by that guy, you mean I'm Rod Allen? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Just stand behind this this netting and watch. And, oh, through osmosis, you're going to learn the secret ways of Miguel Cabrera. Well, if that were true, they just have... Uh, you know, uh, Edgar Martinez following players around and rubbing them all over. Like if if that was how it worked. I mean, it's we don't know for sure that that's not how it works. I'd I'd be willing maybe, to give that a shot. Maybe he's on somebody's payroll, just rubbing, <laughs> touching. Uh, so Eric, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a story going around the internet recently about a couple uh, who has now visited every Cracker Barrel in the United States. Wow. Um, apparently, that's a total of 645 restaurants. Have you ever felt the urge to visit each and every Cracker Barrel? No, no. All, but I, I have to just interject here. I need to start reading the news that you read. <laughs> I, wherever you're finding news is the place where I want to. So I don't have to, like, learn about our country or yeah, anything I know like nothing that. about I our want country. I want smart You've done the smartest thing. You want to learn about couples attacking every Cracker Barrel. Now, do you think they've rocked in every rocking chair on every porch? I don't think so. See, here's the deal. They haven't even eaten in every Cracker Barrel. They've purchased something at every Cracker Barrel, but they haven't eaten there, which to me feels a little bit of a cop-out. Like, I want you to sit down, order, play the little golf tea game, wait. You know, yeah, for your yeah, meal, yeah. eat it, and then leave. Like, that is a Cracker Barrel experience. I want you to do all of that if I'm going to say that you've been to that Cracker Barrel. You need to peruse the knickknacks and yeah, look at the, the stick candy or whatever. <laughs> um, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know exactly what we're talking about. We have we have one in Traverse City, um, which apparently they've been to. So they've, they've been to my, <laughs> my cité. Uh, Relevant Magazine, which, quite frankly, I don't know anything about, but they refer to them Relevant? as – as a heroic elderly couple how do you feel about that phrase relevant is i actually have a subscription to relevant huh. if you're it's a like a it's a christian magazine yeah. look well can, yeah anyway Things they would do more sense now they would do fluffy pieces about old couples i'm sorry what was the question I was uh, they refer to them as a heroic elderly couple you know in this day and age that may constitute heroicism is visiting every cracker barrel um so that brings us to this week's leadoff question and this is extremely um vague and hard to word so i just said if you had the chance to ch- uh chance to see slash visits slash experience the entirety of something as in do mm, or see yep. all of them or something uh what would you choose kind of like how these people went to every cracker barrel Right. I, I think for baseball fans, the um, obvious answer is visit every major league stadium. And some people would choose to try to do that in one summer. To me, that is just way too much, too expensive and too taxing. I don't know if I've mentioned it on here before, but I'd like to, in one summer, visit every uh, Tigers farm affiliate. 
So do the Tigers game, then Toledo and Erie and Lakeland and West Michigan and Connecticut, and then see Gulf Coast League games or whatever. Now, do you want to do it's it in an, order? Is that fun. is that an important factor? No, I don't. I don't think I'd get bent out of shape about order. I, I'd do it geographically. You know, work my work my way down or something like that. We should do that. To me, that'd be a, we should do that next summer. See if the, the podcast overlords will pay for it. Yeah, send us money. <laughs> Give uh, us things. Yeah, I think I think the ballpark thing like that will happen in my lifetime. Uh, you know, barring injury or or whatever i would i mean that that's definitely part of the plans um a kind of a low-key one though i'd like to see all of the various national parks i'm not really an outdoorsy guy but i wouldn't i mean i'm willing to to hike a quarter mile to see a a waterfall or something like that like i'd like to see all of them i think that'd be cool i think that's a pretty popular choice i figured you could try to hit every mo's southwest grill there we go i actually wrote down that i i would like to see every wawa um, but yeah, <laughs> most that would be that'd be just Wawa. Is that the like the Ohio gas station chain or whatever? No, it actually started I think in the Philly area, and they're really big in Florida. There's one like three exits from Joker Merchant. Um, we always huh. we always hit that on the way in. There's a couple up in Orlando. Um, they're they're all over the place in in Florida, but they make excellent food. They have great co- like legit good coffee, not just good coffee for a gas station. Um, they have gas stations. Like it is, I mean, it is a, a food and gas station wonderland. That seems like a pretty fair assessment. I think you need to choose something that's very obtainable. <laughs> like, I want to visit every place where there's a enclave of Amish people, or I want to visit uh, every state um, that's an island. <laughs> So, you now, know, now would Rhode Island fall into that? Yeah, category? you go to Hawaii, you go to Rhode Island. It's not a big list. Boom, <laughs> check mark. I want, I want obtainable. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcast Yanos. On the Instagram, I am at Jordino four. Eric is once again at Comeric Eric. Facebook.com backslash podcastianos. And once again, we'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. And uh, I told you guys all that I would read out your review if you left it. And somebody tweeted to me that they did leave us a review from the last <laughs> week. However, uh-huh. I failed to look it up. So um, I promise we will we'll read that out in next week's show. False promises. I tell you what, you've come a long way from the subscribe days, Hall. I'm far more polished, far more professional. Yeah, sounding good. Is that is that a good thing? I don't I don't know. I don't feel like that's yeah, quite as on brand. Subscribe for the OG followers of the podcast, Dianos. Yeah, we don't we don't mention Goswaldo Gar- Garcia anymore. So <laughs> no, right? Oh man, I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Dianos. Well, Eric, it finally happened. Uh, the thing oh. that we all speculated about said there's no way it could happen could it well it happened chad bell is now in the tiger starting rotation mm, yes uh, we we all dreaded this day would come didn't we um i have oh. kid of course as you all know justin upton justin verlander all of our justins are now gone um yeah. traded august 31st both have new and better homes and we're left square in the middle of an obvious and let's be honest probably fairly painful rebuild um it's it, i feel like the, the rebuild was kind of the elephant in the room like nobody nobody in the organization wanted to admit it or acknowledge it but like 
it was happening and now yep. there's there's no getting around it um yeah it did not feel real when they moved jd because his contract needed to be moved yeah you had to do it it didn't feel real when they moved avila and wilson because those were two parts that yeah you made sense to move when they moved justin upton i was thinking oh yeah this is really going to suck but when they moved verlander it was over i mean it was it came crashing to a halt and reality set in for me so hard like this era of tigers baseball is not declining it is done it is absolutely finished and you could explain to me all the objective baseball reasons to do this but i was still i was not i mean sad for it's it's a sport i follow right but it hit me pretty hard like this is done for a while we are going to we are going to stink and we're not going to be relevant for a while and that hit me pretty hard like this is sad you say it's just a sport and it is just a sport yeah. that we follow but i mean for the better part of all summer we welcome these guys i feel like it's the yeah. same thing with the fox sports detroit guys we welcome them into our house every day i mean they're they're not talking with us they're not interacting with us but they're essentially a, a key fixture in who is in our house every night um, right. Yeah, and I feel like going back to kind of the 2006 resurrection of the club, you know, obviously Mickey came the following year, but like Verlander was the last link to, you know, the old Tigers to the new Tigers. Yeah, that's and, a good that's, point. That's I never long. really considered that. He was the longest tenured uh, Tiger, right? Yeah, yeah, he has to be at this point. Um, yep. But yeah, that's a really good way of putting it as far as the the current era, you know, the one with uh, with your yeah. T-shirt, the back to back to back to back, you know, central champions. That team. I mean, obviously, Verlander was pretty much Verlander, Cabrera, Victor were the only three real uh, remaining pieces from that. But um, I mean, he was he was the right. absolute face of the franchise. It, he, he is. A li- I mean, he is the absolute goat when it comes to Detroit Tigers pitching. And there's no right. no sort of of argument there. Right. Yeah, it's weird because if you talk to a middle schooler or even high schooler who is a, a fan of the Tigers of in Michigan here, I mean, they don't they don't uh, they're not going to have memories of the 06, the 2012 Tigers like um, a lot of us who lived through it like that. That era is gone. Oh, you're making me cry. Sad. Did, did you uh were you still up when it when it when it had official gone official or had you already gone to bed well i was laying in bed and midnight struck and i was there was no deal off and on so and so i laid my phone down and i just kind of couldn't sleep and i'm like oh, i'll check it one more time and then i checked it and then it was the fennec tweet uh deal is on or whatever he's been traded and i was like oh snap Oh, and then so I read tweets and followed it for the next hour because <laughs> I'm a degenerate like that. But yeah, no, I was up and following. It. I actually it went, was a hot night for. Oh, I'm baseball. sure. I actually kind of regret having missed it, but I I went to bed after the the Chris McCoskey deals off, nothing going on. Tweet. Yeah. So the first thing I wake up to in the morning is, oh, the best player of on your team of the generation is now gone, which was a, a fantastic way to to start the day. Um, yeah. Like you said, it, it's 
there is a, v- a very definite side that to come to come at it from a baseball perspective, and then just the human standpoint. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. It's going to take a while to get over this. Like he was such an intrinsic yep. part of of this team. Um, you know, even like you said, JD. Uh, I'm not going to say that I've I've forgotten about him, but it, time has has healed some of those wounds. It's never going to look normal to see Verlander, obviously. The Astros have similar colors as us. It's not that big of a <laughs> adjustment for him, um, but it's it's never going to look right. I guess until he, it does. Yep. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I found it fascinating. He had forty five minutes to decide whether he was going to do this tonight. I don't uh, do this or not, and it seemed like the tigers maybe should have done a little bit more of investigative work before they invested before they took time to you know uh, make this trade materialize they had to know but, though where, what where yeah. he stood on this i mean I would, the astros I would were the so. talk at the at the trade deadline i'm assuming they had to have a pretty good feel of well if you know if this comes to push comes to shove that he would go and and verlander that's something that he had to have thought through yeah, um, and it's such a, it's such a young team though. It's not like he's pinning you know CC Sabathia deal where he pinned all of his hopes on the Brewers right. being good that one year. If the Astros right. don't win it this year, they're like they'll be good next year. Know, they're an average age of twenty two and a half. I mean, yeah, yeah. What I, I tell you what from the Astros' point of view, this was an absolutely necessary and brilliant move to make. Uh, they could have yielded a little bit more. Now they're uh, good negotiators and stuff like that. And they, I think did as well as they could to not give up uh, as much as uh, not give up more. But from them, from their point of view, he's the perfect ad. Yes. He's expensive, but he's a veteran. Um, he's a icon. He's a legend. Um, but they have the money and the prospects to land him, and they needed that another another arm, that horse that could lead you through a playoff and help you win a World Series. From there, it was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would have been negligent for them not to have done something. Okay. I mean, what their team screamed out for was, like you said, was that ace. Was Verlander. And everyone yeah. we got from them, not to say they're not good prospects, because they absolutely are, but every single one of them is redundant prospect. They have three or four right. arms that are just off the charts we got i think we got one of them daz cameron you know that he's behind you know kyle tucker Derek fish like they have a right. lot of really good um and I, I don't know so much about how many what their catching situation is like but um you know those are guys that clearly they they could afford to lose uh it, from a strictly baseball perspective i think it was a really good deal for both teams i i think we got exactly what we what we needed for him and they got their guy like he his status as a detroit legend put us in such an put i say us put avila in such an yeah. impossible situation like the return almost had to match the um weight of which we were going yep. to be losing and you know for better or worse i think it kind of has yeah, and I think a little bit of that was posturing. We've talked about that on, on the show a little bit. I think the prospects were important to save face, but not as not important enough to stop them from moving him. Yeah, I, I mean he's he's got a lot of money left, and they they are eating eight million for the next two years, I believe. Um, so it's. Uh, the prospects, 
I think we're probably as good as you were going to do for them to take on that much money. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think that Avila needed to save face um, within the organization or, or within baseball. He needed to face, save face to us. Like, with his fans. We're yep. close, I mean, not you and I, but the, the fan base is close to running him out of, out of town. And not necessarily right. like we have that power, but just, you know, everyone being so against him. I mean, just just search his name on Twitter and you you'll see obviously everyone everyone knows that um mm-hmm. but yeah he needed to do something to to appease the the baseball hipsters that yep. you know, wanted something from him for Verlander um yep. obviously it's a different situation than the Smoltz deal uh but do you see this kind of going down in Tiger's lore as you know Smoltz Cabrera one of the big ones no no, I don't. I, I mean, Verlander is the apex of Verlander's career has come and gone. That's right. True. Yep. Yeah. So as has Cabrera's. Um, so this isn't like Smoltz where he had his entire career um, piling up in front of Tigers fans faces. And look, that, that's you very know, true. Yeah. And, oh, we missed this, we missed this. Even if Verlander wins a World Series, um, I don't think Tigers fans are going to have many regrets with him moving him. Uh, it's uh, father, father time uh, spares no man. <laughs> Even Justin Verlander. Um, yeah. I feel like Tigers Twitter kind of took it actually surprisingly well, the news. Um, I feel like there's yeah. kind of an understood sentiment that, like, he had to go. Uh, but from a baseball perspective, I actually kind of got I, my, I came from a perspective of like if there was somebody of the older generation to lead us into that next era, like he's still he, when, when we are good again, I still think Justin Verlander is going to be a good starting pitcher. Um, how, where do you come down on that? Well, when as the night unfolded, the night he was traded, um, it was oh deals off. And then they they even it was exposed who the prospects were that they're going to get, but somehow the deal was off the excuse me the deal was off the rails. And I tweeted something like, "Fine, screw it, keep him forever, build a statue for him, let him play out his career, pay him his money, and just be done with it." You know that made less baseball sense, but in my heart, in my soul, it made it made emotional sense. Yeah, absolutely. That makes any sense. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I feel like uh, there's been a little bit of shaming of people who, you know, lost that can't get beyond losing their favorite player. And that's like if the reason you watch baseball is to see Justin Verlander and certain other guys play like that's just as good a reason as watching them to to watch them win. Like both are completely understandable. Um, You know, I early in the season, I watched every, you know, fifth day to see Daniel Norris pitch. Whether he was going to pitch well or not, obviously I was going to spin it so that he did. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's completely understandable. Um, let's get into the return a little bit. Obviously, none of us yep. are Astros prospect experts, but we, we've read quite a bit, we can I'm pretend. assuming, between the two of us. Uh, let's, start, uh, let's start with Perez. Uh, Franklin, per- Franklin Perez. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yep. pronounce it in, in the Timo variety of Perez, not the Roberto. Um <laughs> He okay. kind of reminds me a little bit of Michael Fulmer. Like he's got that elite uh, pitch ability, outstanding stuff. Kind of the the you know you can project what he's gonna be, gonna become. Uh, I I really really like him. When when I saw that his name was one of the one of the three, I'm like, okay, now now we're talking. And then obviously I I did some more research on top of that, and 
Dude's 19 if at he, double A. Yeah. If he's their third best prospect, who do they have in front of him? They must have some horses. Uh, Francis Francis Martez is uh, a, is oh. a, a big right-handed pitcher. I mean, he's he's supposed to be an absolute stud. And Kyle Tucker, who was like the fifth overall oh, yeah. pick last year, yeah. who's supposed to be, you know, they compare everyone to Trout. He's he's the next yeah. next Trout, obviously. So yeah, he's slotted for well, he's not gonna. The minor league seasons are essentially done. Only um, West Michigan is in the playoffs and Daz Cameron will play for them but Perez really won't see any playing time for the Tigers organization this year I guess he's out with the blister yeah I would uh do you think he has a chance to I mean he'll pitch with us in spring training obviously Mm -hmm. I see him spending the majority of the year kind of split between double a and triple a maybe a 2019 or late 2018 debut maybe sticking in the rotation how old is he did you say he's young 19 I don't see him pitching in triple a I you, think you I think he double A. Yeah, it could be. I think I think he spends maybe the whole year in double A, which is which is fine. We ain't or going maybe nowhere. A, maybe, maybe a late triple A, you know, yeah, exposure we, time. Well, I guess we we're fine. Uh, he can he can take all the time he needs. We're not we're not take going the time anywhere. you need. Um, yeah, I think I think I'm already in love with Daz Cameron. Like I loved his dad. Um, I feel like this is the first one that I I remember Mike Cameron in his prime. Like him and him and Vlad Guerrero that are the two that finally or that have kids that like I like Dante Bichette, Fernando Tatis. I I know the names. I remember them very yep. vaguely as major league players. But like I remember Mike Cameron as a stud, and yep. that makes me feel old that his kid is now in in professional baseball. I got to see him play uh, personally on. Um... What was it? Uh, Sunday night um, for uh, yeah, Sunday night for the Whitecaps. Um, he didn't he didn't do much, but it's hard to tell from one game. But did he play, he, uh, play in center? He had his helmet on the right way. Um, <laughs> he stood in the he stood facing the right way in the batter's box, from what I could tell. And so that that was real promising. That is that's a good start. That's a pretty much all you can ask of a kid, you know, close to his debut for a new team. Um, and then finally, Jake Rogers, the one of the prospect evaluators I read, and this wasn't Emily, so take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. But he yeah. said that he's the best defensive catcher in recent memory, like that he can think of, which is that's quite a claim. Wow. Um, sounds like he's not just an arm, so he's not not James McCann, which which is nice. Okay. Um, yeah. And it sounds like he's a, he's a light hitter, but dude's got 18 homers this year. Obviously, I didn't get into wow. his ISO and his OPA, you know, anything like that, but. Um, yep. 18 homers is far cry for uh, from a light hitter. Right. Um, so with Lakeland this year, he's just one for seven, so a small sample. But um, he did get some playing time with Lakeland. Suddenly between him and the two kids that we drafted this year, like the the catching future looks looks bright. Yeah, is that because that's Sam McMillan? And uh, oh, what's the um, other kid's name? I talked to Emily. I, I talked to Emily at the game a little bit. And yeah, she says McMillan's the real deal. Real young. It's nice. So to it's have, hard to tell, nice but to, nice to have options. Nice yep. to have options. Um, so I feel like that kind of ties a bow on the JV thing. Enough, enough fire takes. You think? Uh, do you have any hot takes on Grayson Long, the oh, guy we got for Justin Upton? My, um, what I think about Grayson Long is that you rolling, do have an opinion. Rolling I, the dice on him was better than getting, you know, than losing Jay up in a uh, month for nothing. Honestly, I, I think he profiles a lot as a right-handed Matt Boyd. Uh, does he stick? I don't know, but 
you know, maybe, maybe he's slightly better than Miles J and, and Chad Bell. Uh, it's something. It, it is something. That, that's, maybe he catches fire. Maybe, you know, whatever. Yeah, it sounds like he ha- he's, a, he's a good strike thrower. And, uh, you know, may, maybe he's Drew Verhagen. Maybe I'll fall in love with him in three years. He's a young player that exists, <laughs> which, and we have. So what are you going to get for a month of, uh, yeah, Justin Upton is a stud. But, I mean, we had no leverage. No, he was as good as gone. So you might as well get something for him. He's not going to redeem your season. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, we're running really long at this point, but Justin Upton, yeah. he is, he is now also gone. Um, yeah. how are you going to remember his 1.8 years or whatever it is in Detroit? Right. I'm going to remember his awful start with our club and how many times you asked me if I worried about him. <laughs> um, and I never did. And sure enough, he he stepped up for me after a year or whatever and was amazing. But he got a really slow start with us. Um, I'll remember the walk-off from the game yeah. we were at, Hall. Yeah, that was an exciting true. moment. Got to see uh, Upton walk-off. That's probably um, our best moment together. <laughs> probably. It's not on his <laughs> podcast, that's for sure. Um, I'll remember just his, his power. Um I don't think I'll remember any other any of his hits, but he he had some power. Yeah, it's it's really a shame that we didn't take to him uh, a little bit more as a fan base. I think we all knew that um, time was a ticking on him, and it, it's, it is best not to, I guess, get involved when you know that time is limited. But um, hey, he did he did really good work for us for a cumulative of about a year over the course of almost yeah. two. So, you know, sometimes that's how it happens. Um, And let's see. I have a lot else on the outline for tonight, but we're just going to skip right ahead uh, and get to some interesting outfielding. Uh, Mikey Matuk had an interesting uh, adventure in left. Uh, For those who didn't see it, I think it was Sunday. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, There was a home run hit by or a ball hit by Jose Ramirez hit the top of the fence in left and bounced up. He went with his bare hand to try and field it. Instead, pushed it back. You've all seen this. I don't know why I'm. Just he like swatted. He, he he bumped it up, and then he's like, "Oh, oh no!" And then he tries to swat it back onto the field unsuccessfully, and that was pretty sad. You'd think his embarrassment would be over, wouldn't you? That would, <laughs> would. be too much wall shenanigans for one man, right? Yes. The other one wasn't him. It was Presley, though. No, and I'm I'm talking about um, him getting robbed. getting robbed. Okay. Yeah. So he he does the high five thing to Vizquel coming around first, and then his face drops like, oh no, because uh, what's his face caught it. It was an amazing catch. Uh, Eric, uh, Alex Gordon, not, not Eric Gordon. Yeah, Gordon. Yeah. Um. Uh, and he was like, oh, no. But when is <laughs> when is Mikey? Mikey Matuk is like a legitimate power hitter now. Yeah, Mike, maybe Mikey is the a middle of the order hitter, at least in our lineup. <laughs> Did you have you seen our lineup tonight? It is so sad. I didn't, okay. I didn't look tonight because I was I this was is for this, this is but... worth going over. Our lineup tonight goes like this. Kinsler not having a great season. From there, Matuk, 
Castellanos. In the four spot is McCann. Then your boy Hicks, Candelario, Presley, uh, Jacoby Jones, and Iglesias. That's our lineup well, tonight. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. If you can get two catchers in the lineup, you just have to do that. The game is currently in the seventh inning, and we are up 12 to 2. We are up by 10 runs. I saw it was raining crap rides on everybody. Oh, my gosh. And so far, and saying. This, we're just patching this together. We are cobbling this together with tape and super glue. It's just a mess. Uh, we're gonna suck, all, aren't we? For yes. a long time. Yes. Next next year is gonna be really, really bad. Um, I think there's gonna be some fun things to watch, but the results aren't gonna be fun. And then the following year, maybe there's a little bit of hope. Yeah. But we, but next year is bad. We better hope we get an awesome pick. We should. We certainly should. Here's the thing. Just to tie a neat little bow on all this rebuilding stuff, the Tigers were really, really good and fun and exciting, and they gave us a lot of memories over the last 11 years. Um, It was unsustainable, but we've had a lot of highs, and we need to remember those highs and, uh, you know, it, you, being bad for a couple of years doesn't take away all that fun that we had and it's it's going to come back everything is cyclical um you know the yeah. astros were terrible for a long time and now they look were at them. um you know yep. there are there are better days ahead i remember when i first started tweeting it was the astros were the butt of every joke because they were so bad they were so bad um but we're gonna be bad for a while that's okay we'll get good again Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, let's move on to your power rankings. Power rankings. Okay, so I had a couple of interesting things today. As you know, today is the day after Labor Day, right? Yeah. So we're, we're back to it. Uh, kids back to school on the bus i know some a lot of a lot of um districts and stuff started earlier but for for me today was the school day and the weather today i don't know how it was by you but it was cold like it was cool in the air and i'd say the first really kind of cool day and so you just ponder seasons in life in existence don't you sure the yeah. sands and the hourglass are falling through and it's time to contemplate life. So I have for you months of the year. Okay. I, I actually have I have hot takes here. I have two favorite months. So this we'll, is an we'll obscure like come. Game of Thrones characters. I figure I hope 
you will know months of the year. There's there's 12. Can you handle that? Still still 12, as far as I know. Okay. Okay. Number seven is November. November's good. It's got Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's starting to, you know, it's cool, but you're not fighting the weather too much. The big problem with November is my favorite football team always loses to uh, the team I hate the most in in November. Uh, So that kind of puts a damper on the on the entire month for me. Yeah. Hopes are fairly good yet then by the by the before the end of the month anyway. Okay. Uh, Number six is June. June is kind of that first real summer month. You get to um, do your outdoor activities. Yeah. It's nice. It's really officially kind of summer and warm then. I agree. You know, all the shenanigans of May is is over. Except for in Traverse City. When when uh, July 1 hits is when you can be sure that we won't have snow up here. Yeah. Yeah. You Nordic folk. Uh, number five is July. Uh, it's got Independence Day holiday, which is nice. It's the heart of summer. You're vacationing. You're going to a lake or a beach or something. Michigan July is a good month great okay uh number four is september the month that we're in now uh, football starts up a lot of people love that um you just get that little nip in the air um it feels refreshing after a hot you know august september's a good month i like september yeah definitely number three is december december is a great month it's got christmas uh the snow feels uh unoppressive yet it still feels kind of pretty um and uh you know it's it's holiday time you love your fellow man it's the most wonderful time of the year there's songs about it it's great (laughs) um number two is april april is kind of that first month of spring uh baseball starts opening day is that is a big one april come on for our our people are gonna love april and in the d april in the d hasn't been so delightful lately but it used to be very delightful um number one you want to guess it has to be october it is it is october good good choice hall it is the best i i completely agree best month of the year it is um it starts to get that cool uh cooler weather playoff baseball football's in full swing um if you're into hunting and outdoors, uh, bow hunting starts the first of October, which is always a big tradition in my family. If you like to um, hike or be in nature, it's a good time for that. The, the leaves start changing color. Um, and if you're a fat guy, you get to cover <laughs> yourself with like a jacket. That's nice. It's jacket weather. Nobody needs to see your flesh anymore. <laughs> Put on a nice jacket. You look a lot better. It's good. October is certainly the best month. Um, so uh, the bottom three, uh, third from the worst is August. Yes. The, the joy of summer is kind of over, and it just feels oppressively hot, and you're kind of sick of it. August is the Sunday of months. Yeah. The novelty is gone. You're just kind of sick of it. You're ready for the kids to get back to school. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Number, th- number two is March. Uh, March in my area is just like this combination of sloppy rain and snow winter's kind of hanging around it's not really sunny it's 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 not really spring but i don't know march is dumb march has one amazing thing going for it which occupies all of my thoughts during that month 
Um, so I'm willing to give it a pass, but I'm assuming you're talking about the tournament. Yeah, of course. That's but out, like you say, outside, everything is just a total nightmare in March. Right. Um, spring training's in March, but it, it's it's so close to real baseball, but it's not. It's just like false hope. True. The worst month. Get a guess. As long as you don't say May, I don't care. No, it's February. February is by far the worst month. You're so sick of winter. There's snow everywhere. It's dark. It feels like drudgery. February is hard to spell. It's just a <laughs> terrible month. Nobody wants you February. Just sleep through February. Don't get out of bed. Watch Netflix. February is a terrible month. That's Power Rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Yanos. February is also my birthday, Whitney's birthday, and our anniversary. So we actually Terrible. enjoy February. Terrible month. Nobody wants February. <laughs> and Get actually, up. I take that back. It is not our anniversary. It's Valentine's Day. That is the one that's in, in our You don't know what month your anniversary is no, in. No, I do know it's in March. Um, I knew there was a wow. – uh, it's, it's all within like a week and a half. That's, that's where I'm coming from here. Okay. I have a story from the side of the road. Please. This is uh, we actually we you sent me a picture of somebody that was littering around you, um, I know, throwing I did. a fireball on the uh, you know little deal on the side of the road. There so has I'm to like, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going off the um, off the expressway and I'm stopped at the light and I look over and there is a empty ball, bottle of fireball, and I, I'm an insane person, so I have to take a picture of this. So I, I sent it to you. But I the the story that it came from a car actually makes it a lot better. I assume that you were yeah. like walking or something and saw that, but you stopping oh, traffic to take that makes it so much so much more. What do you think I'm gonna use my body and walk around? That's yeah, a perfectly good minivan. Hopefully not. I wouldn't wouldn't want to put you through that. But yeah, Thanks. um, if if you're considering throwing your empty alcohols on the side of the road, just don't. It's ridiculous, especially especially up by me down down by Grand Rapids, where, where you know wherever you're from, just screw it, just just chuck them. Yep. But when you're up north, you know we treat the environment with respect. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of treating the environment with respect, um, so let's see. It was about a week ago. I saw a thing. I don't know, maybe a quart. You know, the thing that strawberries come in, like from from a grocery store, a quart or pint, something like that. Sure. Yeah. It's a container. The small, of, the small ones are a cord. The bigger ones are like. A so it's got to be a pint. It is about half full of strawberries. It's just on the side of the road, like somebody unconsumed. Was, unconsumed. Uh, well, obviously the top half had probably been consumed. Maybe they just got to the point where like enough strawberries. Chucked I'm it out fatigued the with these strawberries. They no longer please me. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So I'm running yesterday going a different direction than the way that I was running the, before, probably about a mile and a half apart. I see the same thing as strawberries on the side of the road, empty. So I'm assuming some animal, like, got into them and dragged them, like, a long, long way, which made me super happy to think about, like, what animal it could be. I'm going to go with a coyote or maybe a fox. or a Maybe the chinchilla. strawberry eater had, you know, regrets. <laughs> Second thoughts about abandoning the strawberries, came back and got them, ate the rest of the strawberries while walking, and then placed the container back down. Yeah, still no regrets on the littering, but at least as far no, as no, the, no. the disposing strawberries. of the strawberries. Yeah. All right. Are that, you... That's a good spot. That's a good one this week. Uh, okay, let's get into some Twitter questions. Uh, I typically ask for Twitter questions the day before 
and the day that we record. So if you have a question for us, just look for that on either mine, Eric's, or the podcast's Twitter account. It, it literally could be coming from any of them. All right. The first one is from Jesse Germain. He asks us, do the Tigers pick up Kinsler's option and trade him like Mabin last year? And starting nine next year, Nick, Mikey, and Jacoby in the outfield? All right, so let's There's break this down. There's a there. Yeah. Kinsler, option. I think it's pretty obvious they're going to pick it up. Yes, don't absolutely. You? Definitely. Okay, so this guy was arguing with me on Twitter the other day. And, of course, like a dope, I engaged him for like three tweets. I'm like, they're not going to decline his option. They're going to pick him up even if it's to trade him. There's, a, there's too much value there yet, isn't there? I know he's had a bad year, but – uh, power hitting set veteran second baseman just don't fall defense. off. Tr- yeah, they don't fall off trees. Ten million is a bargain for him yet. Yeah, you have for to for one readjust- year. You're only committing one year. You have to readjust what you think about player salaries these days. Ten million yeah. is a bargain. Like I know that sounds absurd, but it absolutely is. Um, I don't think they're. I mean, if if something comes along that's to their liking, I do think they'll trade him. Um, but I think Kinsler is kind of one of those guys, like I was talking about with Verlander, that. Um, can help maybe bridge that gap to the next era, at least, like you say, for one more year. Um, starting nine, uh, I, it's obviously going to be McCann, probably Miggy, uh, Kinsler, Iglesias, probably Candelario at third at this point. Yeah, they're going to run. I just saw it. They're going to run on the next road trip, um, Nick out in right field for a couple games. Yeah, I think I think that's the way forward. I feel like I've said this before, but he can't be any worse out there than he is at third base. It's probably true. He just can't be. Um, I wonder what the metric is for relative importance. Yeah, that's I mean, interesting. third base is much more of a premium defensive position than right field would be. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be? Yeah, they they stick anybody out in right field. If Nick is just a regular baseline athletic baseball player, Person. he will do okay in right field. Which I don't know if he necessarily is but i don't think he isn't i think it's more about throwing to bases than it is being able to which is all mental if you if you know what you're doing in every situation it isn't that hard to know which yeah. base to throw to and to do it but accurately. have you seen some of nick's base running stuff i yeah. mean yeah that's, that's he's got a lock place. in i mean yeah i will see i think he's gonna start as as the opening day right fielder next year mikey in the outfield and hard to tell on the other one Maybe this is a month. I'm sorry. What? Oh, I was talking about who who is going to be in the outfield next year. Yeah, I think uh, I, I would. I would agree. I think Nick and Nick and Mikey are locks, and and Stewart should have a chance to win it out of spring training. Um, okay. Really, you like Kristen Stewart? I don't like him. I think that's the case. No, I right. I have Stephen Moya fatigue. I'm almost positive yeah. he's going to be a bust, but I think he's going to have a chance. I think. Um... Yeah, I think Castellanos sticks in right field. And this is the perfect month to run him out there and try it. Yeah, why not? There's nothing on the line. See what's – it's major leagues. You you know what you're going to get um, going forward after a month of experience. And one thing going into next year, I think they try to find a, a scrap heap outfielder. Right? Outfield, there's a lot of outfielders. So you should sign a guy on a, on a one-year deal. You try to find an Alex Presley Seth or – yeah, something like that. Uh, 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 and the next Mikey Matuk, right? Yeah. And if any, if we sign any free agents, it's going to be a couple of outfielders to compete for that spot. I'd say. Yeah, and I think there's an outside chance that Presley gets some starts there. I mean, he's he's been yep. for Alex Presley, he's been pretty good. But Kristen Stewart and um, Nick on the corner outfield spots—that's a big defensive liability. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they're 
those two, if if you're factoring Stewart into being part of your lineup, you have two defensive liabilities, and they have to go somewhere, you know. Um, okay. And and Gerbs, I think, is is an option out there too. I, I would assume he'll get quite a bit of run in spring training to see where he's at. I would say at Tigers underscore. Do you know that Gerbs is um, Rule Five eligible? So they got to add him to the forty man. Ooh, that's that's saucy. That's that's interesting. I I would like to. I'd like to see them get him on the. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't. He's not a guy I want would want to lose at this point. Considering Emily this... told me that, I shouldn't take credit for knowing that. <laughs> True, um, but yes, considering some of the uh, interesting names that we have on the forty man, it would be silly to have him not be there. Right. He he's the most well rounded, complete player yeah. that we have. He doesn't have the flashy tools, but you could trust him yeah. to do almost any job in a baseball game it seems fair all right at tigers underscore opinions asks us best place to buy former tigers jerseys of their new team oh so they like want to buy a um an astros verlander jersey that would be my assumption or possibly hmm. uh a discounted verlander tigers jersey which you could probably get yeah. from the d store See, I think Verlander ones are still going to be pretty popular. Yet, yeah, I still think they'll they'll probably sell a lot of those. And play what they should because they have a lot of them in inventory. I would imagine, right? It's retro now. Yeah, um, it is vintage. You know me and my Quentin Berry jersey is all <laughs> over that. Um, I would buy a JD Diamondbacks jersey. That'd be pretty pretty tight. I don't like their jerseys. Which, you know. The, the, I like, like the funky darker gray. I kind of, I kind of like. It looks like they've that. all just sweated through their jerseys. Oh man. <laughs> okay, so which of the departed Tigers jerseys are would you buy? It's got to be Verlander. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'd buy an Avila Cubs. Would be pretty cool. I kind of like. Uh, I've I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for the Angels jerseys. I wouldn't necessarily. <laughs> Jacob's not necessarily my favorite, but I feel like the the combination of player and jersey might be might be okay yeah. there i'd i'd of those i'd say jd one and then a veal cubs number two for me all right uh ian a witherspoon asks us thoughts on the next manager uh resign osmus another candidate within the organization terry collins if he de- if he departs the mets did you see some of the quotes from avila about osmus yes I think the question show all to itself if if all this hadn't happened, we'll we'll have more chances to talk about this. But the quote, the question went something like, do you foresee a situation in which Osmus is back next year, which is a loaded question? Absolutely. And the response from Avila was something to the effect of, well, anything could happen we'll have to evaluate at the end of the year. Like he was buying into the presupposition of the question and the way that that quote looked did not look good for Brad. Yeah. I think he's toast. I, oh, I definitely think he's toast. And I'm, and I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm fine bringing him back too. Uh, it's next year is going to be a very interesting job and it's going to take a very specific set, set of, <laughs> a very specific set of skills to be able to do it. Well, I don't think necessarily Osmus has it, but off the top of my head, I don't know who does. Um, obviously, Gerald Laird. <laughs> yes. G-Money. Um, obviously, Terry Collins has done very well with, well, I say he's done well with a young team. He obviously hasn't done well with young arms, considering they're all injured at this point. Um, I don't know. I, I'd have to do some more research into that one. Uh, I wouldn't know either. But, uh, one of the in-house guys, 
uh, you know, uh, uh, Andrew Graham, who's in Lakeland, uh, Rebello. Hello. Yeah. They're, they're a little too new, but maybe somebody from the system. Like if you believe in what you're teaching, um, your guys in the minor leagues, if you believe in your Caesar, uh, software system in the process, you know, respect the process. Just, yeah. just work your own guys. As, as long as it's not Lamont or uh, legendary Lloyd, I'm no, good. I no. will throw an absolute hissy fit if either of those two get no, the jobs. That's a, that's a generation that has passed. Now, Lamont is a bench coach. Sure. Yeah. Good, good season wisdom, all that stuff, but you need somebody younger. Sorry. <sighs> Um, Michael Litzner asks us, with uh, JV's departure, Miggy is the de facto face of the franchise. Once Miggy retires, who do you see as the next face of the franchise? Which I feel like we've had this dis- this discussion before. It's too early. Right now, it's not I too mean, early. There is a face. I'm ready to Fulmer, call it. No, Mikey. Fulmer. Mikey Matuk, he's the next Dude, face of this team. I don't know. I'm in. I, t- I tell you what about Mikey, though. I've poo-pooed him. All year You've been when we a signed significant him, poo-pooer. I've been poo-pooing, but he's toolsy. The dude is is a truck. He's got <laughs> power. He he can run. He is toolsy. If he puts the the little things in the approach together, he might be the starting center fielder for us for the next three or four years. And I'm good with that. I he's very likable. Like every every part of him, I'm, which I never thought I'd get to this this place, but I I'm in. He has a peculiar haunting face. <laughs> does he not? He does. He's got, got, he's got like deep set eyes with kind of like a flat. He he he's a little disconcerting to look at. He's if you've ever seen Guardians of the Galaxy, he looks like the plant guy Groot. He looks like Groot because his face is interesting. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the just eyes character. are deep set or whatever. I don't know what it is. All right, uh, at Jagger, J-A-G-R, it's probably Yager, like Yarmir Yager, uh, 707 yeah, asks, like what team should I root for now? Mm, I think you have your pick of any of the ex-Tiger teams, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's it's the Astros, though, with all that Houston's going through, like... sure. Yeah, and and it's Verlander. He he's our guy. Like yep. we we love Davila. Justin Wilson had some success for us. Uh, Justin Upton had some success for us too. But Verlander, I mean, he's still in in all of our hearts and in many ways still a tiger. Even though in in no way is he actually still a tiger. Right. I, it's easier to tell you who you should not root for. Yeah. It's not the Indians. And it's not the Yankees or the Red Sox. Yes. As long as you don't you're do those, you'll the, be fine. Yeah. Choose somebody better. I mean, the Dodgers, just because they're so powerful and kind of fun with all young. I could see kind of being energized around the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, but just not the other American League teams outside I, of Houston. I got a sneaking suspicion we might see the uh, Diamondbacks in the World Series. Really? That's a That's a dangerous, dangerous team. Robbie Ray is going to lead the charge. I also have Zach Granke, who's who's okay too. Um, not this podcast, but another podcast. I'd like to do a revisionist history of the trades that we've made, and just go back and say, 
if we didn't do the things that we did, what would it look like? That and would that, be that really kind of interesting. Yeah, like definitely. if we did not re-sign Cabrera or if we didn't trade Robbie Ray, like some of the things we did, if we didn't do them, what would it look like? Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, when the when the doldrums hit, we can talk about that. <laughs> um, at Lawn Stakeball asks us, will Dewal Lugo hit four homers in – four home runs in his Tigers career hashtag that's one game for JD yes absolutely he will I'm a I'm a Lugo believer okay I have to refresh my memory on dual Lugo JD um, came over in the JD trade yeah double A I'll take the under you don't think he gets to four you don't think he I mean that's essentially making the big leagues all right my buddy Chris I it says fortunes could be made by taking the under on prospects right weren't we asking how many uh saves for jimenez this year Probably. uh seems like something we would have guessed on yeah take take the under oh when it comes to prospects you always take the under uh robert baker asks us uh don't know if you have access to hit probability metrics we do not uh but do tigers have the worst luck this season on batted balls uh under 50 percent hit probability it does seem like that but i would imagine that every fan base probably thinks that they have terrible luck on batted balls um yeah so castellanos obviously is the king of that yeah but uh cabrera had some of that too but you really can't bitch about bad results when you're kind of bad yeah and if we're being honest, i think it was clear that we were kind of bad if we were if you know if we had really good luck as opposed to really bad luck we'd still not even be in contention for no, being yeah, in contention exactly. so so yeah we may be a little unlucky but it doesn't matter is what you and i think are saying um at Fritz Klug asks us, uh, she has a theory. This, this is the, the hot take. If you have a J at the beginning of your name, you need to watch out. Uh, JD, Verlander, Upton. Do you think Jose uh, needs to be watching his back at this point? Maybe they could move him, right? And Possibly. I suppose I should probably have a... I mean, yeah. if, if, if they wanted to send me to a Dodgers podcast, I mean, uh, that'd be fine. I mean, it's interesting to see what prospects I get back. I mean, I'm not, I'm not actively trying to move you, but, but I'd listen. Right? You're hearing out offers. Right. All right. One, one, one last one comes from David Bratz. He asks, is this the weakest Tiger lineup since 2003? Yeah, I read off the lineup. It is, it is not pretty, friends. It is, it is still stronger than our rotation right now. I mean, now Sanchez got a ball off the shin. Zimmerman, Fulmer are out. We got nothing. It's it's so bad. It's so bad. Get for Hagen back in the rotation. Get for Hagen Bell, back in rotation. Farmer. Um. Boyd's Boyd's still there. Boyd. He's the de facto ace right now. He he is. Who is the Who is the ace right now? It, it's it's Boyd. It's crazy. We've come a long way from Price, Scherzer, Porcello, Fister, Verlander. Oh, man. That makes my heart cry. 
I know, right? If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. On Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at ComericEric, and the show is at PodcastIanos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino4. Eric is at ComericEric. Facebook.com backslash PodcastIanos. And we love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. Um, it's been a tough week. Hang in there. Um, things aren't going to get better this week, but they will eventually get better. We will be a good baseball team again. Um, the sun will come up yeah. tomorrow. And it's Bet September. Go watch some football. Um, go watch some soccer. There'll be sun. And listen, listen to more Eric sing. Just thinking about tomorrow. I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, no. That was that was the end. I was just... Um, going quiet to hear the the voice like an angel from above i I was daddy warbucks in my eighth grade play just want to let you know i gotta be honest i don't know what that means but that's that's (laughs) lovely i'm I'm sure you killed it not a big fan of uh old musicals okay fine fine uh do you have anything else to say to the people before we get out here for the week i don't think so all right with that being said we will catch all of you guys later and eat them up tigers eat them up goodbye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 